From between the hedges at Sanford Stadium to the practice fields, from Stegman Coliseum and wherever else the Bulldogs are playing, it's time to talk Georgia sports. From the Athens Banner Herald, here are your hosts, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis. Hey, welcome in. It's the Bulldogs Extra Podcast, the bi-week edition. It is a open date for Georgia, but of course, no off week for the podcast. We are ready for Georgia-Tennessee, the monster matchup. Here we go. When is the kickoff? When can we start, Ryan? Looking a little too far ahead there. Looking a little too far ahead. Oh, we're not allowed to do that? Kirby will not let you do that. Kirby, Kirby, I don't think... 100% focus on University of Florida. Uh, I don't... I mean, is Kirby calling the shots uh, for the media here, I guess? Maybe he is. I mean, <laughs> that could be debated, right? And with the, you know, we don't get to pick which players come talk to us. So, yeah, he is kind of calling us out, to be honest with you. All right, well, I, I just got a note handed to me that that game is still three Saturdays away. I didn't know that. Um, and there's a little game first against Florida. So we'll talk about the Bulldogs at the midway point of the season. We'll discuss the Vanderbilt win, and we will rank the remaining opponents as there are five regular season games to go. Well, you know, it's funny you said that because you remember we ranked Georgia's opponents for the season. Yep. Uh, we should go back and take a good hard look at those and evaluate. I mean, I think we were right for the most part, except I, I at the time, remember saying that there's no way that Georgia should fear Tennessee and Sanford Stadium, but I'm starting to feel a little different about that now. Oh, did you say that? I don't remember that. I do believe that was the words out of my mouth. All right. Well, the off week, we did take some time uh, individually to vote yesterday as the early voting began. Uh, Ryan is wearing his uh, yeah. Georgia voter sticker, which I, I got, but I haven't uh, put it on or anything. Um, so let's break it down. It's Herschel versus Warnock. We got the border. We got inflation. Uh, badges. No, nah, let, let's not do that. Well, we don't want bad reviews, man. Let's just, do let's some just bad not reviews. talk politics whatsoever. Hey, I will say this. I didn't even know until yesterday, like an hour. No, I knew like five minutes before this Kemp-Stacey uh, Abrams debate was going on that it was going on. And I follow politics, but, you know, the Walker-Warnock debate got so much attention. Did you even know that was going on yesterday, Kemp Abrams? I didn't. I saw it, you know, trending a little bit on Twitter. And I do believe they found one thing that Democrats and Republicans can uh, agree on is that that third-party guy was (laughs) out of his mind. Yeah, yeah. All right, well. They both hated that guy. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, what are you saying? Are, are you not voting for? Hey, I, you vote who you want to, but I, I saw both sides uh, really weren't pleased with that guy being on stage. All right. Got some important things uh, more more than politics. Uh, the Los Angeles Times, which uh, this came across my timeline. I am not a uh, subscriber, although I, I maybe I should be. Uh, came out with their uh, fast food burger rankings. It's. I'm sorry. The fast food burger power rankings. Mm. So uh, we need to kind of weigh in on what we feel about this before you talk Georgia football. Some of these I haven't even heard of these chains, but um, uh, we'll just go down through their list really quick. Number 23 is Burger King, and I haven't really had a Burger King. Uh, I'm not sure when last. We're not about to do all 23, I hope. We're going to do it really fast. Let's go. Come on. (laughs) Burger King's all right. Uh, something called J- Jollibee. You ever heard of that? Nope, never heard of that. Don't know what that is. We're skipping it. I'm going to skip a couple of these that I never heard of. Maybe they're just on the West Coast. Sonic is number 20. I don't know if I've had a Sonic burger. They used to have a, a, a good burger they put an onion ring on. I would get one. Oh, I, I like that. Uh-huh. I, I get that sometimes. Not from Sonic, but other places. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. 
Uh, hold on a second. I'm turning down my computer sound so I don't don't get that anymore. Uh, number 19 is rallies, which is that even around here? That's the checkers, right? Oh yeah, so same thing. Okay. Uh, so I and I've never had checkers in my life. No, nothing against it. I just kind of forget about it. Number 17 is White Castle. I'm skipping some because there is uh, some others that aren't in this area. Um, I think I'm, I think I might have had that in like in Vegas or something. I've had Crystal, never White Castle. Okay. Uh, we got uh, 16 is Dairy Queen, which I don't know if I've had a Dairy Queen burger. And never will I. <laughs> I That's I will, high. That's, uh, you should not be ahead of Sonic. I will, uh, I will recommend the Peanut Buster Parfait if you forget that. No, but I mean, I do go there for... I have uh, not had that for a few years. I, I get blizzards there. That's the only thing I go it there reminds for. me, the one time I might get it sometimes is when I drive to Jacksonville, because I feel like they have it there. You know, when you're driving between Macon and the highway, you know, over there near, near uh, the so beach. So six, 16 or... I'm saying there's really not much there, but so then you, when you get towards like uh, the Golden Isles or something... Uh -huh. There's some DQs over there. Stop in. All right, number 15, Jack in the Box again. Not on a place I've been to anytime. No, I, I, I think they have them in North Carolina and whatnot, but I've never been in 14, North. Steak and Shake, which um, I've been to, but not recently, and it's fine, I guess. That's no, all right. 13 is, uh, this is just not a place I've heard of around here. 12 is Wendy's. I like Wendy's burgers. Wendy's are pretty good. That's good. I'm not, I'm not, Hold on, now I'm curious. What was 13? Just say it. I might have heard never of it. Never heard of this place. Uh, something called The Habit. I don't know. It's California. Come Never on. Number 11 is A&W, which I don't know where that is around here. but I, I used to have one in the mall in my hometown. Oh, yeah? so, okay. But I never ate there. Number 10 is Shake Shack. Two thumbs up. I like it. Good good place. I don't think I've ever had Shake Shack either. Um, yeah. You've never had it ever? Mm-mm. I think they have. Search it up. They have it in the in the uh, oh, Atlanta, sure Atlanta area. I just don't think I've ever been there. Uh, number ten is, or I'm sorry, number nine is Smash Burger. I believe I had that like in Destin when I was at the SEC meetings. Not bad. Can't recall that I ever had Smashburger either. Really? Uh, eight is Five Guys. It's It works. It's good. Love Five Guys. I was waiting on that one to see where it would come in there. I've, I've always been a big Five Guys fan. Inflation's kind of uh, pushing it a little too high, though, for me. Number seven, they have Culver's, which I've had once, I believe, like maybe on a trip to Kentucky, and I don't think I liked it. I went up there one time. Uh, actually, I stopped in there because there's one at Banks Crossing, you know, in Commerce, that uh -huh. area. Uh -huh. And so I stopped in there and got a burger. It was pretty good. Six is Whataburger. I don't know if I've had that. Well, we got three locations coming to the Athens area, if I'm not mistaken. Are you recommending it? I've never had it, but I will once it gets here. Number five, In-N-Out. I had it when I went to San Diego about six years ago, whatever, and uh, I liked it. Good stuff. I hear rave reviews. Never had it. Four is McDonald's. It's okay. That's way too high. Come on. Uh, number three, as we get down, Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers. Um, I think it's okay. I think I've had the hot dogs there, really. I went there for a burger one time. Cause, uh, you know, it's out there a, on 316, Kind of a new right? one over there, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Number two is Carl, Carl's Jr., which is, I guess, the same as Hardy's here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember Hardy's burgers aren't bad. I just never get them. And number one is Fat Burger, which I don't think I've ever had. Mm. Where, where is that located, I wonder? I don't know. All right. Well, this has been your burger report. <laughs> hey, uh, let's get back to football. Jake Fromm, now a member of the Washington Commanders practice squad, your former Georgia quarterback. Uh, he's joining uh, one of the best franchises in NFL history that has an owner now that is uh, probably the worst and uh, not really the good, very good franchise anymore either. Well, it starts at the top, right? That's just been a complete free-for-all of a, how not to run a – organization by Dan Snyder and it's not going to get better I think until he gives that thing up which he is fighting for it so all right let's talk playoff this is according to ESPN's playoff predictor is that a thing that you're interested in sure. um this is weird to me Georgia 71 percent chance to make the playoff which sounds fine 
But they had Tennessee at 48%. That's not, I don't have an issue with that. But they had Tennessee before the season started as a 0.1% chance to make the playoff. Hmm. I mean, I picked Tennessee to be second in the SEC East. I would think they'd have a higher percentage than 0.1%. Yeah, I guess you're looking at their schedule, right? And they got Alabama, they got Georgia, Kentucky rated ahead of them at the time. You're thinking they're not going to have – an undefeated season going at this point in the year or even, you know, after a Georgia game, after they play Kentucky. So uh, I could see why you would look at that on the on the paper at the start and, and they'd have a very low percentage. All right, let's rank the final five opponents, as I mentioned, from easiest to hardest. Georgia Tech still in the metrics is really, really bad. Even though they've won their last two games, they've had an open date last weekend. They won against Pittsburgh. They beat Duke. Um... But I, I guess I'm still putting them fifth, and I'm putting Florida fourth, mm-hmm. which has a defense that is pretty bad. What do you have in the bottom of your five? Yeah, it's got to be Tech as the worst. I mean, they've rallied a little bit under Key, but they're still nowhere near SEC caliber, which is Georgia's other four games. So, yeah, I think Florida right now would be, you know, they hadn't done anything to wow you, and then LSU comes in there and hands it to them. So, that would be four. Three for me, I think, is Kentucky right now. What do you have? I don't know. I've been going back and forth. I mean, I guess. I guess they up, so they beat them. They beat Mississippi I guess State I'm a prisoner of the moment, and, you know, Will Levis coming back mm-hmm. makes them more formidable. And then Mississippi State, you know, maybe they're not a guarantee to be able to keep pace with a Georgia in terms of scoring. They can pass it. They can't really run it. Uh, I got Mississippi State three, Kentucky two, and Tennessee one. Yeah, that's probably pretty accurate. I guess if you think about Kentucky beating Mississippi State the other day, that's. I mean, there's a pretty clear differential between Tennessee and the number two team, whoever it might be. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia Tech. I will say this though: I guess they're three and three now. They they have Virginia at Florida State at Virginia Tech versus Miami and at North Carolina. Aren't they tied for first in their uh, coastal or whatever? They might be. They might be. <laughs> I think they're going to be five and six heading to Georgia, which is better than anyone could have expected. So I think they get a couple wins, probably beat Virginia, might win at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's been bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, Georgia Tech has a new athletic director, by the way, Jay Bat from Alabama. Not J as in J-A-Y, J, just J. I knew a J. Just J. There was a story behind it, apparently. What was the story? Nobody, they wouldn't, they wouldn't explain it, but I did know a J with no period or anything. All right. Um, hey, the AP Top 25 men's basketball poll came out. Really not much to say there. Obviously nowhere to be found of the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia women got some votes. They showed up in the others receiving votes. Um, so basketball season is, I believe two weeks from Monday will be the home opener. Yeah. Season opener as well against Western Carolina. Going, Does that excite you? Uh, no, they do have some good non-conference games. I mean, they're going to Wake Forest. they got Notre Dame in Atlanta. Um, they are playing, obviously, Georgia Tech. Um, I, mean, I mean, I think and there's a little excitement around. I, I was encouraged by the fan support at the Stegmania, though that might have been driven a little bit by Quavo. I don't know, but there's some excitement around this team, I think, with Mike White. Um, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how some of these transfers do. Uh, you know, I mean, the bar is kind of low to, to try to clear when, you're, when you won one SEC game last year. The uh, SEC 
media poll will be out. I voted for the uh, conference, uh, had, I guess, well, maybe one media member for each market. I voted on that one, and then also USA Today Sports. We did a thing with all the beat writers voting. I put Georgia at 13th in the uh, finish, ahead of South Carolina. I think I had them at 12th, and then I was like, yeah, maybe I'm being a little bit too home biased. So um, we'll see. All right, Ryan. Uh, the other day I was listening to an old podcast because I was curious to hear an interview. This is from several years ago. And I found the, the over-under segment that we used to do. I don't know if you remember that. But let's bring it back like we did in the day. Got a few categories here. All right. 750 rushing yards for a Georgia running back to lead the team. Well, doesn't necessarily have to lead the team, but will a Georgia running back get to 750 yards? Right now, let me f- pull up the Georgia stats. Leading rusher is Dejon Edwards mm-hmm. with 334 yards in seven games. No, no. And I think not anything against Dejon not getting there. They just they use the running backs pretty evenly. You know, you think Kenny McIntosh and – Dejon and, and Branson Robinson's gotten in the mix. Who knows if Kendall, will, you know, will, will come back healthy and, and be a full go. But they shuffle those guys in and out pretty evenly. And then you think about the way the offense has been this year with Kenny being a more of a receiver than a running back, if anything. So I, I don't, I don't think that that the offense the way it is right now with Stetson. And, and, you know, the weapons he has in Brock Bowers and whatnot, I just don't think they're going to have a, a runner come close to it, to be honest. Branson Robinson with one touchdown. Cass Jones with one touchdown. Will they finish the season? This is not one of my over-under questions, but will they finish the season tied in touchdowns? No. <laughs> Branson's going to get some more opportunities, especially down at the goal line. All right, that was a wouldn't joke. You, wouldn't you put him, though? That was a joke. Wouldn't you put him as your back in the back, in the, you know, on the goal line? Because that dude is put together. Even as a freshman. I kind of like Stetson running it in there. All right, 41.3. That's what uh, the S, uh, the Georgia school record is for points in a game. The for, offense, for a season. Points I'm sorry, per, points, in a, no, points, points in a game average for a season. Um, that's from 2014. Does this offense top that? They're at 41.7 now. Whew. Um Trying to think of the defense. I mean, Tennessee doesn't have much of a defense. Uh, Mississippi State, not much of a defense. They always score 45-plus on Georgia Tech, it seems like. So, I, I think that, you know, this has been a – I think that's something that gets lost. You know, you talk about Georgia's had some duds or whatever. They're still just putting 42 up against Auburn. They put up 55 against Vandy. They put up, you know, 49 to start the year, uh, 48 on – South Carolina. So this is a team that's that's getting the job done offensively. They just had a little bit of a letdown and still scored what twenty six against Missouri. So I think this is a team that puts up puts up some good numbers. So I say they they go over that. Hey, you remember who the offense coordinator was for that team too? And they always get they always get pooped on as Mike uh, Mike Bobo. Mike Bobo. Um, Kentucky's got a good defense. Mississippi State's defense is not bad. They're the second best defense Georgia will, will play of these remaining five. Uh, I think it'll be close. I, I don't know if they get that because you're also going to – your average is also going to be uh, based on, you know, playing Alabama, which gave up 51. <laughs> so maybe it's okay. I don't know. I don't think it's happening every week. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, 70.6, that's the percentage of Georgia, uh, their completion percentage this season. Do they finish above 70? 
Well, it depends on what Stetson is uh, back there, right? I mean, he did himself some favors the other day when he, what, 84% or what did he finish? Or maybe it was right at 80% in the uh, win on Saturday against Vanderbilt. But then he's had those games where we're like, he's off. I, I, I don't think that, – that, I think he's dip, dips down just a little bit in the 68 range. I think they probably are about 69% because – you're going to be in some shootouts, you'd, you would suspect, even with uh, a good Georgia defense. Some tight games, you're going to be throwing the ball more, um, you know, in the fourth quarter maybe. I don't know. Five opponents so far have been held to 10 or fewer points by the Georgia Bulldogs defense. Um, who else will they hold to 10 or fewer points this season? Oh, gosh. I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say Georgia Tech, Mississippi State, and Kentucky are possible. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's going to happen. You think of high-flying high offense with Mississippi State, but, I mean, Kentucky limited them pretty good the other night, didn't they? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like who you, I like who you said. All right, let's take a quick break. we come back. We're going to touch a little bit on the Vanderbilt game and make our picks for the week and then get out of here, and uh, we'll be back very soon. All right, Ryan, let's talk about this Vanderbilt game. What was the final? 55 to nothing? That's quite a shellacking. Uh, what were your takeaways? You know what? It was, to me, one of the key takeaways is Darnell Washington is a nasty weapon that you get the ball near him. He's going to find a way to, to snag it, looking like George Pickens there down the right sideline with a one-handed catch and then kind of over the shoulder of the dude on the left sideline in the second half. Um, he's got some terrific hands, and, I mean, it takes three dudes to bring him down. Yeah, and, now, you know, we already saw the first game of the year. He's hurdling people out there. You don't see that out of six-foot-seven guys too often. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a great compliment to, to Brock Bowers on, on that side of the, uh, you know, on the other side, I guess, uh, of the line from uh, the, the great tight end. But, you know, it's good to see Don Blaylock get his first touchdown in three years. I think that was, uh, you know, he's he's had maybe a, more of a role this year than than I think was expected, and maybe that has to do with Ad Mitchell's injury and stuff. But good to see him get back out there, get a touchdown. He, you know, wide smile the other day after the after the uh, game after he scored that touchdown for the first one I think since Georgia Tech in nineteen. And of course, I mean it kind of gets overlooked because of the opponent, but I mean to shut out an SEC school for the, you know. Again, what? <laughs> well, how long has it been since Vanderbilt has scored a touchdown? I thought you had tweeted this out against Georgia, wasn't it like 2019 or something? So, because uh, they didn't play in 2020, obviously, but you know, just dominant defense once again. That was, you know, things that stood out to me the other day. Hey, what about Carson Beck? Um, let's don't start nothing now. That guy. Let's don't start nothing. He's got some. Uh, he's got some juice on those throws. Like, fits it in some tight windows. Throwing with a, a purpose, and um, you know, I mean, my, the question I have is: Look, this looks like the dude next year, right? I mean, and what does Brock stick around for that? Brock Vandegrift, or does he go find that portal and go find a spot somewhere else? I mean, that's the question every year when you, you're a well, he'll be in his third year, he'll be a redshirt sophomore, and. He, you know, was going to go to Oklahoma, backed out of that to stick around at Georgia or come to Georgia. Well, yeah, I mean, that's going to be the question of anybody that's not getting to play right away, especially as a big-time five-star player. Is the grass greener somewhere else? I'm sure that, 
he's hearing some things, you know, or, or people are, excuse me, people are reaching out. I know that's probably uh, not legal to do or whatever. But His dad's I, a high school coach, so yeah, that's not too hard. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Good point. Um, I don't know. I could see him going somewhere, definitely. I, I, I mean, I have no insight or anything into what he or his family's thinking, but, uh, you know, if Clemson came calling or Auburn came calling, I mean, their big thing about him not going to Oklahoma was the drive for his family and his grandparents. Those aren't too far of a drive, really, you know, if he, if he were to play for one of them instead of Georgia. So, I, you know, I, I could, you know, would not shock me at all to see him go into the portal, but same token, I, I could see him sticking it out and, you know, he'd be the guy in two years. Thing you don't know about is it's one thing to do this in the third quarter, fourth quarter of blowouts. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with the defense kind of worn down, you presume he can do it in the first and second quarter. But until you know, with the game on the line, but but if you haven't seen it, you really don't know. Which is why the the really soft schedule to open next season is going to be uh, pretty important for whoever the the QB is because you're not really playing anyone until the first SEC game, which I guess is South Carolina. I don't have it in front of me, but it's like I guess it's week three after a couple of soft non-conference games. Um, how about uh, Eric Gilbert? Um, also very late in the game, gets his first catch as a Georgia Bulldog, gets his first touchdown as a Georgia Bulldog uh, later, and um, obviously his teammates were just thrilled for him. The fans gave him a nice reception. Um, you know, it's hard to get a third and fourth tight end in the game when you have really good guys ahead of him like Bowers and Washington. Um, so I'm not sure what kind of role he might have moving forward. I mean, it, it's just been a weird situation since he's came, come on campus. So um, I don't know what all is going into him not being on the field more. I mean, I, like you mentioned, Brock, well, I mean, and, it, Brock and Darnell are two Well, great. it's also not a secret that Kirby has said he's been dealing with some personal issues. So, You're right. I mean, <clears throat> that's probably first and foremost, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I think he, he appears to be a good teammate, right? Everybody seemed very excited for him to get on the field, make the catch, uh, then have the touchdown the other day. So, uh, yeah, everybody's pulling for the guy. I know that. Last thing I want to mention is uh, Dylan Bell, you know, very reliable now, a guy that, uh, you know, had, I don't know if it was four or five catches this last game. But you wonder with A.D. Mitchell coming back is can he still have, uh, you know, get a good good number of snaps. And um, right now as he's coming into a groove kind of, um, you know, will he see that role diminish because uh, you only got so many wideouts that are out there because you, you have Bowers and Washington out there an awful lot together. Yeah, you do. So we'll see. All right, Ryan, let's make some picks. Uh, how'd you do last week? Actually, I've gotten better. Let me find it. I uh, I think I've gotten like one game better each week since the start of the year. I, I went seven and six last week. Did you? Did yours add up to thirteen? Yeah, thirteen. All right, that's a good that's a good sign. Thirty nine and forty eight overall in the season. Uh, so next week, by uh, the last week of the season, I should be getting close to five hundred. All right, your total doesn't come close to mine. I don't know why, but I went ten and three last week. So I went two weeks in a row. Jeez, man, two weeks in a row. I've been I've been kicking it. Uh, 49 to 47 now for the season overall versus the spread. Uh, you can call my hotline one nine hundred, and I'll give you What's some. The, uh, that's that's not a toll free number, is it? No, that's 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 how I make my money with, with the phone call. All right, here's some picks. I think I only got ten ten games this week because right, that works for me. 
you know, it's the off week, so we, we need to kind of let our brains uh, uh, calm down a little bit. All right, here we go. We talked about Georgia Tech earlier. It's a Thursday night game in Atlanta. You going to, you going to the Flats to watch the Yellow Jackets? No, is that an ESPN game, though? Um, uh, yeah, I guess so. Who are they playing? It's Virginia, Georgia Tech. Okay, see, I, when I think of Thursday night football, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech always comes to mind. Yeah. But this is Virginia. Yeah. That, that, that's close enough. Yellow Jackets by two and a half. Um, I don't think Virginia is very good under this first-year head coach that came from uh, Clemson. Uh, I'm staying with the Yellow Jackets and the interim coach, Brent Key, uh, giving the two and a half. Yeah, I think Georgia Tech's got a little momentum. They like their coach. They like uh, uh, Brent Key. Don't like uh, Virginia, like you said. Uh, what did they fire Bronco Mendenhall last year? No, he didn't get fired. He he just he just resigned. He, uh, he stepped out of the coaching. But yeah, hey, good for Georgia Tech. What the heck? Uh, I'll pick them too to cover two and a half. How many wins, by the way, would it take for him to keep that job? I think he's really got to he's got to get pretty far. He's got to he's got to get a lot more wins still. I, I think when you bring in a new AD from Alabama, that he's going to want to bring in somebody. Uh, you know, the question usually is, was Brent Key about to get hired by somewhere someone else? Yeah. And but I mean, if the dude like only loses like one game or even two games. I mean, it's going to be hard not to keep him. You got to make a splash, man. You got to you got to go after Dion. Or you think Dion's a good fit for Georgia Tech? Yeah, I think he'll I think he'll embrace the Atlanta thing a lot better than previous coach. What do you mean that guy embraced it? He wore four hundred four on his on his hat. Okay, well let me let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. The players will embrace his embracement of it better. All right, Syracuse is a Clemson. It's the Tigers by thirteen and a half. Uh, Syracuse unbeaten. Uh, they're in my top 20, I think it is, now on the AP ballot. I'm going to take Clemson at home. I feel like this could be a uh, – I think Syracuse gave them a, a nice upset chance uh, several years back. <clears throat> but I think the Tigers are – you know, they just won a Florida State. I think they'll cover that number. Doesn't Clemson always get a scare out of the Syracuse? Now, how many times is it up there as compared to in Clemson? I, I'm not exactly sure, but – Give me, I'll go a different direction and take Syracuse to keep it within 13 and a half. All right, Cincinnati's in it. What's that? Sorry. A little, a little clearing of the Cincinnati's throat. at SMU. It's the Bearcats uh, by two and a half. I think Cincinnati needs to get a signature win, and I'm not sure if SMU uh, fits the bill there, but um, I'll take Cincinnati. At SMU, I'll take them to cover. Ole Miss is at LSU. It's the Tigers by one and a half. Mm. 2.30 Central Time game. Ryan, make your pick. I like Ole Miss. I like what they're doing uh, under Lane and all. And Lane's a character, man. He uh, maybe gets them all loose and stuff, you know. There's not much tension. They go in LSU, who had a good win against Florida last week, but I'm still not sold on them. So I'm going to take Ole Miss to go in there and win outright. I'm taking the Rebels as well. Tigers are kind of up and down. They got shellacked at home by Tennessee, but Tennessee obviously very good. Texas is at Oklahoma State. It's the Longhorns by six and a half. Ryan, go ahead and make that pick, too. Mm, mm, mm. No, I like Oklahoma State. They were ranked like six last week, were they not? And then took TCU down to the wire. Give me Oklahoma State to cover the six and a half that Texas is favored. Yep, I'm going to take the Fighting Gundies as well at home. Uh... I'm not sure if they win the game, but I think that they'll take those points and, and run with them. UCLA is at Oregon. This is the college game day edition. Ducks by six and a half. 
I'm going to take the Bruins on the road getting those kind of points. So, um, you see, this is a big Pac-12 matchup. Are they coming off a bye week, too? Uh, I think they are, yeah. Yeah, I didn't hear much about them last week, and they came off that big win. God, I have to agree with you there. I think UCLA will, will give them a pretty good game. And, and you said college game day is up there? I hadn't even paid attention. College game day will be there, along with your, uh, your favorite, the former West Virginia punter. Uh-huh. What's his name? Punter? The, the guy that's the new... Uh, oh, McAfee? Yeah, Pat McAfee. You didn't know he's a punter? No, no, I'm sorry. I thought you were telling me that, like, a current West Virginia punter... No, no, no. I, I got you. I, it, it clicked with me. It clicked with me. That guy, I don't know. I think... It, he's bringing some juice to the broadcast. I think it's 50-50 on liking him or not liking him. I'm about to line him up as a uh, guest on the podcast. Yeah, the whole overall backflip off the boat the other day. Didn't, I, did, I don't didn't, think I saw didn't that. Didn't do much. I didn't see that part. Yeah. All right, Vanderbilt's at Missouri. It's the Tigers by 13 and a half. Um, look, the Commodores, I think, will fade late in this one. I'm going to take Missouri at home, even with that big 13.5 number. Yeah, I mean, I think Mizzou showed against Georgia that they're, uh, you know, can be a legit team, and Vanderbilt did not show that they're a legit team. So I think Mizzou at home, yeah, I think they can cover that. Our Mississippi State is at Alabama. It's the tide by 21.5. Ryan, go ahead and make your pick. Yeah, I think uh, coming off of last week's game, there's going to be some. Uh, there's going to be some, some issues in practice with Nick Saban, especially with all the penalties they had, giving up that many points. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game for Mississippi State. So give me Alabama to cover the 21-and-a-half, is that what you said? Yep. At Alabama? At Alabama. Oh, yeah. Yeah, easy cover for you know, the Crimson everyone, Tide. I heard some people saying that when Georgia, <clears throat> Georgia kind of futzed around with Kent State, that, uh-oh, they're going to hear it in practice. When they go to Missouri, the Tigers are going to get their butts kicked. Mm-hmm. And what happened there? So – that means nothing. I'm still taking Bama to cover <laughs> the 21 and a half. All right, we got two more games. Texas A&M is at South Carolina. Both teams coming off a bye. I'm going to take the Aggies giving three and a half. Giving? Giving three and a half. Texas A&M favored by three and a half. Okay. Um, yeah, give me, the, give me Texas A&M to cover that. You're not a believer in the uh, Shane Beamer's uh, Gamecocks in this one, huh? Mm, not really. No. All right, last one. It's Minnesota at Penn State. The Lions are favored, or should I say the Nittany Lions, favored by four and a half. Ryan, go ahead and make your Big Ten pick. Yeah, Minnesota, they hadn't been, they hadn't been exactly rowing the boat this year, have they? They've been – I can't remember. I feel like they got a couple losses. Penn State, though, they went in uh, Michigan the other day and got whacked pretty good. So, But I think, I, I think Penn State at home, I think they, they cover the – give me the number again. Four and a half. Yeah, they'll cover that. Man, oh, have we, I think we picked pretty much the same thing almost all of them. Well, I got a big bounce back game for Penn State at home. Gophers are sliding, and uh, I think these are the kind of games that James Franklin's winning, not winning the big games that they have to win to kind of be a force in the Big Ten. So I will take Penn State, and uh, I think George is also going to beat the open date. And it's going to be good to sit back, watch some football, and uh, kind of survey the scene, and we'll be back next week. Hey, you know what? Why don't you go to, uh, I don't know, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a nice review uh, if, you, if you are so inclined. Uh, Ryan would appreciate it. Uh, he has a, a larger ego than me, so when he reads a review that's not that nice, 
it's uh, it's tough on him. He, he sometimes ruins his morning. Well, you know, I do run this podcast, so uh, <laughs> give me a give me a good vote. Ryan, uh, Ryan is the uh, the guy that puts it together with the technology. He pushes buttons. He makes it roll, and also. Uh, you can subscribe to the Athens Banner Herald for the low price of $1 for six months. So if you want, like, say Georgia goes to Arizona as a... They sem- would never do that. At a semifinal? What do you mean? <laughs> I'm just kidding. The Arizona State game. I was just... Oh. No, no, I'm saying Georgia playing in the uh, semifinals. If Let's say that somehow they don't get the one seed. If they slip up, but they still make the playoff. Um... Well, you know, we'll be there in Arizona to cover the Bulldogs. And so you can get it for $1 mm-hmm. for six months. Or if you want to read uh, Ryan's award-winning high school coverage and uh, whatever else, his, his columns from the Georgia-Tennessee game, only a dollar. I'm saying go ahead and do it. Subscribe. We'd love for you to. All right. That's how we make a living. Hey, everybody. Have a great weekend. And uh, saying that uh, as this pu- publishes on Wednesday morning. So I know you got three more work days to go. But anyway, see ya. Bye.